welcome to selfdiscoveryradio.com. With over 1,400 shows, we have the answers for you. Enjoy your listening on selfdiscoveryradio.com. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of Their Story Matters with myself, Sarah Troy, my guest, Darlene Tipton. Karma. We talk about it a lot, don't we? You know, uh, they'll get their karma for the actions that they do. Um, it's all karma, like things will come back to you that you give out. Um, but I think it's kind of a word that's thrown around a lot without really understanding the meaning. You know, karma is something that you want good karma, so therefore you must commit good actions, good thoughts, good intentions. And when you do put that out to the universe, that energy is picked up, and then good karmic things will happen to you and around you and around the people. So it's really up to us, isn't it, on how we're going to feed uh, the karma gods and what is we're going to receive. Now, how do you actually reward good and bad behavior? Hmm. This is a, a one that we're looking at today because it seems to be that anything bad, you're thrown in jail or you get away with it if you have money or high profile. Um, and the good I, um, aren't really being focused on that much. And I think if we place the camera on the good deeds, the people with the good hearts, uh, the people that are really out there being very karmic in the way of their actions, we would actually tilt the scale that we desperately so need to do today. So my guest uh, is a retired, oh, you retired now. This is their retirement, you know. Th they've dived in, she and her husband Ken, have dived into this new program called TheAmazingKarma.com and kind of thrown themselves at it by producing these cards, which is Karma Credit and Karma de uh, Debit in their retirement. Now they could be out there kind of on the lake, you know, dipping their feet in the water and relaxing, but they decided that this was something that was needed in the world and uh, so they've put everything behind it. It's an acknowledgement of good behavior, it exposes bad behavior, and it makes the world a better place. This is something we all need. Now Darlene is a cancer survivor um, and uh, he's a five-time Jeopardy champion. Wow, that's pretty cool. And uh, you know, they are somebody, they are a couple who obviously have lived life together, loved life together, gone through the ups and downs in life, know those challenges that are there, and have decided to put the skills that they had in their working life into something that is very meaningful and that's going to help the world today. So let's find out about um, the good and the bad karma, how we can invite it, how we can spread it and how we can keep it uh, in the spotlight and um, see how you can be a part of it. Welcome to the show, Darlene. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be with you. So, uh, yeah, retirement, you know, do you know what that means? It means sit back and take time, <laughs> you know, not dive into another project, though I'm so pleased you have. Um, and I was, I was actually just read a posting, a lovely article by somebody about the, you know, the wisdom that we get in the later years. And it's kind of wasted on retirement, isn't it? So now you're actually doing something you truly love, using all the wisdom that you've gathered along the way. Well, thank you for that. <laughs> That's lovely. So how did you get into this? Where did you see the need? Well, um, the concept of AmazingKarma.com is actually based on a game that we played with our children when they were growing up to teach them right from wrong. Uh, if you set the table without being asked, 
the universe will credit you one karma point. If you continue to bug your sister, I guarantee you the universe is going to take away that karma point. And when enough karma points have been accrued, it, you know, there's a small treat at the end of it. Maybe I buy, if uh, Paul has more karma points, maybe I buy Paul the, the cookies he likes instead of the ones that Laura likes. It's just that simple. Mm-hmm. And the genesis of the website actually happened a few years ago and is all because I love fried chicken. <laughs> we were down at, it's true, we were down at Knott's Berry Farm, I love their chicken, on a gloomy California June day, and the park was packed. We could not find a parking spot anywhere. On about our fourth lap around the parking lot, Ken turns to me and says, why don't we cash in 50 karma points for a good parking space? I said, yeah, haha, let's do that. Well, on the fifth lap, I wish I was making this up, but it's absolutely Mm -hmm. true. The clouds parted. A ray of sunshine comes down. There is a parking spot right in front of the big chicken in front of the restaurant. There's a picture of me on that day on our website. And we laughed, and we went in, and we had our lunch, and we spent it scribbling on napkins. Is How could we turn this into something for everybody and that's how amazingkarma.com came about i love it it's always the simple things people think it was like you know scientific minds coming together and you know really it's it's those beautiful simple triggers isn't it and and it's true you know we we, we say that we speak to the parking gods you know there will be a spot for me somebody's moving out just as i'm coming in you know and and uh, yeah but if you were a person that is you know, um, angst or angry or or feel um, privileged, you know, that parking spot isn't for you, right? (laughs) (laughs) So a lot of this is about attitude, isn't it? Oh, it's completely about attitude. Uh, We all know that person who, when they walk into a room, they just suck all the energy right out of it. Yeah. I'd rather be the person who walks into the room and brings the positive energy and everybody lights up and everybody starts talking and everybody has a better time. And it's really just about how you choose. I I love your philosophy, choose positive living, and that's really what it is about. You can choose to see only negativity, but we have to kind of train ourselves to look for good because we're not used to doing that. And we're especially not used to looking for very small acts of kindness. That's one of the reasons we developed the red and the green karma cards. You can see somebody doing something good, and you'll smile to yourself. But how often do you go over and talk to that person and say, I saw what you did. You're a good person. But wouldn't you feel good doing that? And you know they'd feel great hearing it. That's what the green karma cards are all about. Say you just see somebody taking their cart back to the rack at the supermarket, which nobody does. That's a good thing to do. Mm -hmm. Just walk over, hand them a green karma card, and you've you've done a good thing by recognizing them. They feel good. They're going to look at this and say, somebody noticed that I did a good thing. They're going to be encouraged to do a good thing and start looking for somebody else who does good things. It's just self-perpetuating like yeah. that. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's like that, you know, somebody's having a hard day behind the cash, you know, and you're going to go and get your exotic latte. And it's like, the, you know, <laughs> the, the eight, 1800s exotic latte for the day, and they didn't get much sleep last night. And, 
and uh, you know you're being demanding and sometimes all it is is a big smile and saying how is your day today and you know if exactly. that you know if that was, oh, I've less oh I know it must be awful should I just go for a black coffee you know it's acknowledgement isn't it because as human beings we just want to be acknowledged for who we are and what we're doing and it's okay to have a bad day it's okay to be flustered and it's okay for someone to say I see you I hear you take a breath I've got a moment and it's just respect I think for one another which seems to be something that maybe is old-fashioned but I'd like to bring it back <laughs> oh you're, you're absolutely right on that I just I, I don't understand why we can't take that moment for the harried person behind the uh, cash register to say it's okay I've yeah. got a moment take your time uh, and you can just see the yeah. uh, the angst deflate mm-hmm. and give them a smile they'll give you a smile they'll feel feel better for the next person it just starts that ball rolling yes i mean as you said that one person that walks into the room you know and you can the nails on the chalkboard you know uh and uh, (laughs) and you know what gets me is though that when you are in in a happy atmosphere is that how that one person can come in and somebody once said to me but if everybody's so happy how can this one negative person come in and change the atmosphere and you know I believe that it takes so much energy to be miserable and angry and bitter that it's like a you know like a fiery knife that comes in and the harmony of being happy is kind of more spread out it's like a, a beautiful thin veil that covers everybody uh, and it doesn't need to be a thick wall um, because it likes to move in and monster everyone and then you get this fiery knife of a ball of angry energy that comes in and just slices and it's really hard to avoid uh, because they are so forceful but you really need to kind of get yourselves back together as quick as you can to form that beautiful um, sphere of love again yes and it is hard and it does take work but Mm -hmm. it's about really deciding that there is more good than bad. I'm going to look for the good. Okay, I, I acknowledge the bad, and but I don't have to be that person. I, I know a woman. I don't even know why I like this woman, but I like her tremendously. But if you give her a glass of water, it's not half full or half empty. You know, the <laughs> glass is chipped. They probably haven't washed it. The water's polluted. God knows what I'll get I, if I drink I it. I know a few of those. <laughs> but I, I like to look at it as... Look at that glass. It might be crystal. And what's in it might, might be crystal, but I'll never know unless I try it. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And, you know, the, the, let's just face it, you know, um, there's a ruler analogy that I used to uh, do when I was coaching. And, you know, 12-inch ruler, 6 to 12 are your various level heights of positivity. People who've chosen to live in that, you know, are not only half full, it's half full of water, half full of air. N- it's full. Um, and then you've got your four to sixes that are trying, you know, they're, they're kind of breaking out of that doom and gloom and they're, they're embracing that positivity. Then you have your one to three piranhas and they're the people, <laughs> you know, that you need all that negative energy. So every time you see somebody kind of being reborn into the positive energy and you see somebody doing so well and then all of a sudden they fall back again, it's because the people around them have gone to suck that energy right out of them. And, you know, when you've got those people, you have to 
uh, move away from them. You have to avoid them at all costs because they are piranhas. They will suck the energy out of you. It's what keeps them going. Don't waste your time trying to show the sunshine because they'll turn it into a fiery ball. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's absolutely right. Uh, but you know, we do have to acknowledge that we are all human, and we do make mistakes. I am not the perfect person I wish I was. But, You'd be boring uh, if you were. <laughs> well, God knows I'm not boring. Um, the corollary to you know, our philosophy of karma just being what goes around, comes around, mm-hmm. is that it's because everybody makes mistakes. Everybody screws up once in a while. Okay, when you do it, own your actions, yeah. make amends, and move ahead. Uh, we've become a very isolationist society, mm-hmm. and we tend to enable bad behavior by ignoring it. Uh, we don't want to get involved. We don't want to get into a confrontation. And that's one of the reasons we developed the red karma cards. Now, people sometimes look at these and say, oh, I don't know about that. Others say, oh, I want a, a dozen of those because I know exactly where I'm going to put them. Mm-hmm. But say you are the person who parks diagonally across three handicapped parking spaces. Now, when you come out to your car, you may find a red karma card under your windshield wiper. Because you have to assess the situation. For heaven's sakes, don't get into a fist fight over a little red card. But I do have a good story about that. (laughs) But if if you look at this card, and it's it's so gentle, it just says, "Uh uh-oh, you received this karmic card for performing an act of unkindness, discourtesy, or dishonesty. But the thing of it is, if you acknowledge that you did something you shouldn't have done, and you go to our website, you make your free account, and you register this red karma card, you're going to get a positive karma point for doing the right thing, owning your actions and moving ahead. And then you can hang on to it to give to the next jerk. And the green karma cards, obviously, when, when any time you register a card, you get a positive point. And if I give you a green karma card for something kind you did, I've already registered it, so I have a point. When you register it, you get a point, and so do I. When you give it to the next person doing a good thing, they get a point, you get a point, I get a point. So they continue to accrue geometrically as long as these cards are in transit. And when you achieve a certain number of karma points, you have two choices. We'll convert them into karma cash. Uh, Values will fluctuate as we do various promotions, but right now it's a penny a point. And you can either ask us to obtain a gift card in that amount from any retailer on the planet who offers them, or what we're hoping more people will do, we will donate that money in your name to any registered 5013C charity on the planet. So it's your choice if you want to give to the Foundation for the Junior Blind or get a card from Sports Chalet. It's all good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you know, it's just... I think what it's bringing back is a lot of common sense. You know, um, we're the older generation, and it was that courtesy we were taught. You know, uh, help somebody across the road, open the door for someone, help someone with their groceries, greet people with kindness, um, you know, um, don't hog the conversation. You know, a whole pile of things that we were brought up with. Yeah, no, there's a lot of stuff that we were brought up with that kind of made us very repressive and restrictive, which I think, 
you know, uh, as case in point, you and your retirement, you've branched out into doing something you love. So I think, you know, a lot of those barriers are being broken. But those courtesy things seem to somehow disappear and dissipate at some point. And when you kind of put people that focus back on, that wasn't terribly courteous. Or that was very courteous. I think it's just a good gentle reminder for them of the simple things in life that mean so much. Absolutely true. And I'm really glad you used the phrase common sense because uh, I am sitting here at my computer actually editing the final draft of our ebook, which will be out shortly, which is called, I will stumble over this title I usually do, Karma Sense, <laughs> how, to inc- how to Increase Your Personal Karma Quotient and Enhance Your Quality of Life. And it just has over a hundred small, simple, everyday things that you can do to make you feel good, make the world feel good, make other people feel good. And they're not expensive, they're not difficult. I mean, chances are you won't have the opportunity to pull somebody out of a burning car in your lifetime. Mm-hmm. But you could certainly take a, a plastic bag to the park and pick up trash mm-hmm. as you walk and you know clean up after a dog even if you don't have a dog right. it's just a good thing to do makes the world a better place not just for you but everybody else exactly yeah i, I used to have a, another show and i used the music uh, from carol king beautiful you've got to get up every morning with a smile on your face and show the world all the love in your heart and you know people think that has to be big gestures no it is that smile it is that good morning uh, it is that holding up the door is you know how's your day it's those beautiful simple little things because as you said we've become such an isolated society um, and and the fear of I don't want to get involved I'm you know fear of retaliation and you can understand that because you know there's a lot of vicious people out there but at the same time if we don't stand up for injustices or bullying or for other things that you know that was just rude please apologize. I once got into a fight in a store with a a mother because her child was being rude to me. Absolutely, uh, inequitably, beyond acceptable rude to me. And I called him on it and the mother went for me. And I thought, well, I now know where where the son gets it from. And I thought, you are not doing any favors by allowing your son to do this. He will have his calmer, he will have his day where he'll say it to the wrong person. But that's the thing, isn't it? It's pointing out to people those little things that you think, oh, it's okay, I can do it. No, it's not acceptable. It's not acceptable. You're so right. And uh, as I I have an excellent red card karma story to, to reinforce your point. Uh, my husband and I were out having lunch at a local restaurant or walking in. There is this beautiful yellow car. I don't know from cars, but I think it was a Ferrari. But it was parked across like one and a half parking spaces. And my husband walks up to the gentleman and starts by admiring the car and, you know, the guy talk. But then he says, just as politely as he could, uh, it is a beautiful car, but you do notice that you're parked over more than one space. He said, yeah, yeah, well, it's a brand new car. I don't want to get it scratched. My husband says, there's lots of wider, shady spots in the back of the lot. Uh, Well, yeah, but I I just didn't, okay? Again, as politely as possible, my husband said, I'm sorry, sir. I'm going to have to give you a red karma card. (laughs) 
And the gentleman looks at it, and he reads it, and I'll clean this up a little bit. He just looks at us and says, oh, screw karma. He flings the card across the parking lot, gets in his car, and drives off. Okay, fine. We go in, we order our lunch, and as we're waiting, we see this unmistakable car drive back. This time he parks in one of the wide, shady spots in the back, and he is crawling around on his hands and knees looking under cars until he found that red karma card. <laughs> and he got back in his car and quietly drove away. That's the last we heard of it. I wonder what was in the back there. <laughs> I, 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 don't, I was actually a little afraid for his safety because he was so far under some of those cars, somebody could have run over his legs. <laughs> You know, the thing is, it, it was just, it, sometimes people get knee-jerk, don't they? You know, in your they case. Do. And then, you know, they take a breath and they go, and there is that little thing that comes up the back of their neck, that over their back, of like, oh, shit, I shouldn't have, requ- I shouldn't have done that. Oh, I shouldn't have reacted like that. And it's, and it's that overwhelming little guilt that comes up. That wasn't good behavior. And, you know, it goes back to the school mom or mom or grandma. You know, Johnny? <laughs> and uh, they can feel it, right? So he, his initial reaction to was to be knee-jerk, and then clearly there was clearly a, Johnny, what did you do? <laughs> yeah, my husband says whenever I call him Kenneth, he knows he's in trouble. <laughs> yes, yes, that's what my kids say. It's a full name, uh, you know, run. <laughs> mm-hmm. You don't have to yell at your kids. I said, no, there's a tone I use. And when I use that oh, tone, they know. <laughs> absolutely. And uh, as I said, this this started with the game we played with our kids. And if you start this early enough, and you know, if parents want to use karma cards, we found out that children as young as four completely understand oh, yeah. the concept. Oh, yeah. I mean, heck, did you you ever run... I I think children are born hardwired to be good and kind of socialized out of them, but did you ever run into a two-year-old who didn't completely understand the concept? That's not fair. They get it. (laughs) They've got it. But if... Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I was just going to say... I'm sorry? Kids are born divas. An acronym for dreamers, inspirers, visionaries, and aspirers. And see, you I know, love they, that. They, they, they have a dream that they're inspired by, they see the vision of it, and they aspire to make it happen. Now, today it could be a dream to be an astronaut, tomorrow it could be a doctor, it could be something else, but they live in possibilities all the time. And that's why I think they get concepts so much quicker. And the reason why we have so much hard time adjusting to new concepts or accepting them, because we've got to go through that whole file of that that we've gone through in life to see where it fits, right? So kids are now people. I see it now. It works. Yes, do it, right? Exactly. And when they know that there's just a small reward coming, it just, yeah. you don't have to take them to Disneyland. You know, a piece of chocolate will, will suffice. But it, if you acknowledge the good, and especially if you encourage them to tattle on their siblings when the siblings have done something good, you know. You know, Sally made her bed. Cool. You get a karma point for noticing she did the right thing. It becomes a competition among the children who can, to see who can get the most karma points. <laughs> yeah. And if you tattle on your sister because, um, I don't know, she left the stove on, 
both of you are probably going to lose a karma point in the universe. Her for the stove and you for Tapping. for being negative about it. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, my kid, I had three. Um, I had three. They're all grown up now. Um, and, you know, the, as siblings will, you know, they all kind of fight and things like that. So what I used to do is make them have a hug um, and face <coughs> each other and, uh, and give each other a kiss. And of course it was, ew, I don't want to kiss her, I don't want to kiss her. And all of a sudden they don't remember what they're fighting about anymore. Um, and, uh, but you know, it's always when you see your kids grown up and how they treat other people. You know, and you go, exactly. yeah, I must have done something right. <laughs> uh, uh, proceed, I was just sighing, yes. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, in a way, we are in trouble times. You know, I have to admit that I would like to take every single one of your Red Karma cards right now and give it to a young woman that was um, on Facebook uh, being filmed throwing puppies into the river. And, <gasps> um, it, you know, and, it, and being blasé about it. And uh, I, I would love every Karma card you have in the world thrown at her um, because there is nowhere in this universe, anywhere, and that that is acceptable and uh, no, no, you know no. it's you know the thing is this, uh, the person who's filming it is just as guilty um, you know uh. thinking that this was okay and uh, you know the thing is is that if we aren't outraged then we're part of the problem and we do That's need to, we do need to speak up we do need to say no not acceptable you must be held accountable and, uh, you know, it, we've got to stop being so afraid to hold people accountable for their actions. Yes, absolutely correct. Uh, but, again, we, we've isolated ourselves to the point where we can be outraged, but we don't want to get involved. Yes. But we have to get involved. We do, we do because it's all very well being outraged, but the person who you're outraged at doesn't care. Because nothing is being done towards them, so they feel they're invincible and they can get away with it. Now, as you say, uh. getting the kids in this right from the word go, learning what good karma, bad karma, good behavior, bad behavior, courtesy, respect, value, value of self, um, right from a very young age, then you're going to see those people carry it through every single um, monoscule of their actions through life. That's right. That's right. There are a lot of adults out there that have learned bad behavior because they've got away with things through life. You know, like I've got a fast car, I've got money, so therefore a lot of things, you know, those rules aren't for me. Rules are for everybody, as long as the rules are common sense, of course, and not, you know, nonsensical. Um, but the rules are for everybody when it certainly comes to people's safety, respect, and courtesy. And nobody, whatever your financial status is, is above anything. I think this is one of the reasons why our Prime Minister here in Canada is so liked because he goes out there amongst the people, with the people, listens to the people and acts with the people and doesn't put himself up as a high thing. I've got, he said, I've got an important job, but I'm one of you. And I think that's one of the things that we need to look at in life, isn't it? You, it doesn't matter what it your position is, we are still all part of this planet. I, I love his uh, his notion that he is not his job. He is yes. a person first. Yes. 
it's a job. Yes. Uh, a lot of people, particularly here in the U.S., identify themselves with their jobs. And if their job is important, that must mean that they're important. Mm-hmm. And the two aren't, don't necessarily correlate. And, uh, you know, you could be as rich as you like, but I think your true riches and your true abundance shows in your actions towards mankind. It does. And looking for good, once you start doing it, it's like any other muscle that you flex. It starts becoming stronger. It, It becomes more automatic. We're in a society... News on TV means bad news. When do you get good news? You don't. So you're accustomed to being bombarded with bad, looking for good. It's like um, diving for pearls, but you can do it, and you get better at it, and when you recognize it, you're putting more positivity out into what the media portrays as a very negative world. Yeah, I... it's what we feed, isn't it? As simple as that. You exactly. Know, I mean, we, we, you're looking at a society that physically is unfit because of the totally nutrient void foods that they're eating. Um, but you're also looking at a society that's become rather soulless and heartless, placing the importance on self-importance rather than the importance of self, which to understand that self-importance is based on ego and insecurity. The importance of self is nourishing and loving yourself to be uh, the more you can be so your cup can run over. We've got it wrong. Um, and we really need to start guiding people back to, <laughs> to the common sense again. Oh, yeah. Th- you're making me remember um, there's an old... Um, Native American legend that I just love. The elder grandfather is talking to his very young grandson, and he says, Know, my son, that there are two wolves living within each of us. One wolf is love and kindness and generosity and happiness. The other wolf is anger and violence and bloodshed and negativity, and they're constantly fighting with each other within you. And the little boy asks, but grandfather, which one wins? And his answer is, the one you feed. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, so it's if you... true. Utterly true. Yeah. If you feed the bad wolf, uh, that's the one that's going to take over and burst out, and you're going to have the negative aura that sucks all the energy mm-hmm. out from other people. If you feed the good wolf you're going to walk into a room and start to wag your tail and <laughs> make everybody happy. Yeah. And, and, you know, go and curl up with somebody. Yeah, you know, that's, that's the whole point, isn't it? It's, you know, you, you were, um, had suffered child abuse when you were young. You've had bre- breast cancer, and I'm sure there's been many other challenges and obstacles that you've had in your life. And you could have, um, you know, just given in to that and, you know, could essentially... Uh, live the victim life which so many people choose to do and you clearly have decided not to do that you know it's stuff that happened to you not pleasant but you learned how to survive and yet thrive from it Um, and that of course comes down from choosing positive living and 
and your attitude to do that? Was that something that was just always in you or something you really had to fight to find? Well, I grew up with uh, such an example of negativity in my mom. Um, if she couldn't be the victim, she didn't want to play. Mm-hmm. And uh, the, uh, I'll give you an example of the encouragement I got from her even as an adult. When I got promoted to my first executive job, her reaction was, if you can't do it, will they let you have your old job back? (laughs) That's really encouraging, but uh, you look as they promoted me because I am good, and I'm just going to get better. I'm not going to get worse. So, now, you... To get anywhere, you have to take that step. You can't stand on one side of the cliff pining for what's on the other side and complaining if you don't do anything to get there. You have to put your foot out over that chasm, and only one of two things will happen. Like Indiana Jones, the bridge will appear beneath your foot, Mm -hmm. or you'll have a wonderful view on the way down. (laughs) But... But at least you tried. You got somewhere, well, either across or down. But it's between living a living death or an active death. Yeah, but yeah, it's it's uh, stepping out in the abyss in trust and faith, isn't it? It is. It is. Uh, you have to take those risks. Happiness doesn't roll out like a red carpet. You have to pursue it, and you have to make it happen through your actions and how you treat people. And the better you treat people, the happier you're going to be. That's just a, just a truism. And you know, that there are probably you know, dozens of people who can do your job just as well as you can. It comes down to, I think, you know, a good 60% your persona, your personality. How personable are you? And then kind of 40% of your capabilities. Because if you're not approachable, if you're if people don't like you, if people fear you, they're not going to want to work with you or interact with you or even listen to you. But if you're welcoming and inviting and uniting, you then have got, got a team of people that are going to make your job better. So it really does come down to who are you and do people want to know you? Exactly. And, and you can't return negativity when negativity is thrown at you. Um, I worked in television for over 40 years, and one time there, I had just taken a new job, and I was told that the producer who was going to be interacting with me was probably the angriest, nastiest, hardest-to-get-along-with person they'd ever met. Well, sure enough, first time he calls me, he starts screaming at me about something, and very calmly I said, um, I'm sure you have an excellent point. When you're ready to discuss it, please call me back. And I hung up the phone. Five seconds later, rings again. You hung up on me. Yes, I'm. I'm sorry. I'm sure you have an excellent point to discuss. And as soon as you're ready to discuss it with me, I'm here for you. And I hung up the phone. Phone rings again. Hi, Darlene. Well, this is my problem. <laughs> so, <laughs> exactly. exactly. He never did that again. Not we to me, anyway. Boundaries. That's the thing. You see, you know, when I talked about the importance of self, you know, it's. This is who I am. This is how I wish to be treated. I am here for you. But how you approach me is what you're going to get from me. And you have to have those boundaries of behavior that you will allow towards you. And, you know, so many people think they're the boss. 
They can get away with everything, and I've got to take it, otherwise I won't have a job. But if you stand up and say right away, you know that, uh-uh-uh, that ain't happening. If you want productivity from me, treat me like an equal and with respect, that's what you'll get more from me. You're turning their dial knob. But if you go, yes, sir, no, sir, three bags full, sir, they <laughs> are going to whip you. They are going to whip you, right? You know, it's exactly it, what's going to happen to you is what uh, what you allow to happen. And uh, sometimes your job, particularly if you're in a leadership position, is to encourage other people to explore their full potential, even if they're not so confident about it. If you see it's there, it's your job to nurture it. I. I had a wonderful, wonderful assistant who I really wanted to promote, but she was very unsure of herself. And it took a number of years, actually, of giving her small projects and then bigger projects and then more important projects until she got the confidence to say, yes, I would like that promotion. And, of course, she got it immediately. But she was better than she knew. Mm -hmm. Somebody just had to recognize it. And that sometimes, you know, comes from, you know, you know, having parents or somebody in your life going, who do you think you are? Nobody's going to hire you. You know, you're not good enough. And, you know, we don't know what somebody's history is. We don't know what suffering they've had to go through to get where they are. So, you know, um, one of the things that's a little pet peeve of mine is when you've got somebody who's such a rah-rah, go-getter. And, uh, you know, they... they drum everything up and money is easy to come to them and then they get out there and they start preaching that to everybody else they said well if i can do it you can do it <laughs> well you know that's what you can do why don't you look at what the other person's gift is and what they're here to do what they're here and and their design is to do because that's what they're good at and it's really about everybody bringing to the table their gifts and putting it together like a beautiful picture to to make a whole picture that you can now act on so it's not that one-upmanship is it it's recognizing people for their uniqueness well that co that is a wisdom unfortunately that comes more with years and experience uh i have a 25 year old and i'm constantly reminding him that i'm not 25 anymore so i don't know anything like i used everything like i used to <laughs> um it, it, it's it's tough but you know, you had mentioned earlier about raising children with basically no guidelines and no supervision. Mm -hmm. And we've all met those people who grew up that way, and they think that's how the world works. It revolves around them, their needs, their wants, and if you are not supplying all those needs and wants, there's something lacking in you. Uh, no, you can't allow that. You're so right. You have to establish those boundaries for yourself and for others, but there, you can establish positive boundaries as easily as negative ones. We're more trained for the negative ones, but simply not allowing yourself to be yelled at, that's a positive barrier, not a negative one. And those, those require a little more practice and a little more energy, but they're certainly worth it in the long run. Uh, my, one of my sayings is when somebody chooses to yell at me, take it up with your mirror. It's the only person that's interested. <laughs> I may steal that. I like that a lot. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs>
Um, and, you know, we've got to understand that half the time that people are yelling or, or being cruel is because it's the conflict that's going on within them. And if they don't stop and see it and recognize that they're imposing upon you their own discontent, um, then they're not going to take any ownership of it. And so kind of flagging somebody with a red card and saying, here's this karma card. You know, that behavior towards me is not something I'm willing to accept. And equally, though, at a time when they speak to you with courtesy and respect, giving them a green card and saying, this is a beautiful communication that we have here. That's, as, that's enough of a good thing, and it will promote more good. Exactly. Bring more good. Encourage positivity. But encourage uh, a conversation. Okay, why did you give me this red card? You know, initially the knee-jerk, and then, okay, calm down, why do you give it to her? Because with that tone and that thing, I shut down, I can't hear you because I feel disrespected. Let's try exactly. changing the channel and using a different tone and different words, and now we have an open dialogue. And sometimes people are just simply unaware of how they come across. Oh, absolutely. People don't record themselves. They aim their <laughs> cell phones at others. <laughs> but very few people know how they come off to other people. Uh, I was fortunate enough years ago, one of the biggest builders to my self-esteem after growing up in a household where if I tried to get dressed up in something, the reaction was, why bother? Nobody's going to be looking at you. But somebody said years ago, you have the kind of face that people smile back at. Yeah. And, oh, my goodness, that lift. And I smile at everybody. And, you know, a, a smile doesn't beget a frown. It begets another smile. Totally contagious. Um, exactly. And, you know, sometimes all you need is just simply a smile, not even at anything. Just smile. You know, it, it, um, it does. And if the chemistry of your body kind of changes completely. And, you know, it's sometimes step outside, you know, leave your troubles behind you, go out, look, listen to the tweet of the bird, look at the rustle of the leaves, you know, even, uh, you know, look at somebody walking down the street with a dog or whatever the case is, or children playing, step outside of yourself, take a few deep breaths and find something to smile at. And then really when it comes down to it, that's the simplicity and that's the bliss of life. Um, and when we stop getting so highfalutin and complicated over everything, we realize simple joy is in the simplicity of life. So right. Uh, what you couldn't know is, as you were speaking, I am looking out our window, and we have a hummingbird feeder attached oh, to the window, and I was watching this beautiful little hummingbird dip its beak in, and how could I not smile at that? It's beautiful. Yeah, I actually interviewed a woman so, who, who, who had that uh, hummingbird story where it was 2008, she'd just started a business, she'd just bought an apartment, and then the whole world was crashing, and she's sitting on her deck thinking, I'm going to lose it all. And there's this hummingbird building a nest, and over the next few months, it built its nest like an engineer, uh, and an architect had its babies, and then its babies left, and it changed her entire world and entire career, and she became an uh, advocate for the pollinators, um, the hummingbirds, the bats, the bees, uh, everything. So we never know when those beautiful redirects or simple things are going to come along and put us on the right path. That's true, but you have to look for them. Yes. If you don't look for them, you won't see them. 
or even just simply something just awareness of anything going on around you how many people go through life with blinkers on you know i'm, I'm trying to find uh, the answer i'm trying to find the answer well, take the blinkers off take a deep breath it's tapping you on the shoulder <laughs> <laughs> well uh it's, i'm guilty of this too cell phones don't help no 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 they don't because people are on them all the time and missing it um, one of the courses I used to teach was a view of life and um, it's a little metaphorical journey that people take to the forest and uh, it shows them afterwards their awareness of their own life their interaction in their own life the amount of people that came through the other end and realized oh my god I'm the walking dead I'm not participating <laughs> in my life and, and really it is we have so many walking dead in this world today because they're not interacting in their own lives they're too busy interacting in everybody else's true very very true it, it's it takes some effort to find your center to find who you are and to find your direction doesn't have to be northeast south or west it can just be out yes just a direction just move just yeah. take that small step that little effort towards happiness, towards goodness, towards kindness. And it doesn't take a lot of energy. It just takes a little bit. And it's, it's, a, it's an interest-bearing account. The more you put into it, the more you get back. A little enthusiasm, right? I mean, um, you know, I grew up with um, a family that, of intellects. And uh, um, I had a learning disability, and, and I was a very sickly child. So out of 12 years of schooling, I probably only completed six. So therefore it was, I hope she makes a good marriage. She'll never amount to anything else. <laughs> um, you know, and the other thing is I'm wired differently. I'm in completely, utterly a spiritual being having a human existence and fighting it all the way. And, you know, they were very kind of, you know, rules and regulations and follow the linear path. And so it was, you know, remember that song, Low Expectations, you know, that was placed upon <laughs> me. And, uh, you know, I came into my own later in life, you know, with the radio station, and I get to interview people like you uh, who are out there making a difference in the world. And, you know, I'm completely and utterly in my groove. Yet for my family, it's like, well, that's nice, but they still <laughs> don't get what I do, you know? And it's when you stop trying to do to impress somebody else or, or to prove yourself and just do what you love to do because it makes you feel good or purposeful, then we're actually going to have a higher elevation of positive energy in the world. That's so true. Um, if if p everybody followed the rules and lived according to the predestined plan that somebody else wrote, yes. there'd be no art. There'd no. be no literature. No there'd be nothing like that. Yeah. No, and if, if your aim is to create beauty or happiness or just build a positive life, you're doing something better than the people who just read the rule book, shut it, and never thought about it again. And, and never interacted or acted on life. I mean, energy is, is, has to move. Uh, the waters have to move. The air has to move energy and water and oxygen is in us we have to move physically emotionally mentally we've constantly got to be in the flow of life it isn't about stagnancy 
because that's when it kind of starts fermenting and all those little mosquitoes come and start eating you. You've got to move it in life. That's what life was designed for. Absolutely right. It's, it's all about taking that little step forward and not, you can sit home and self-pity all you want and that will achieve nothing. You can walk out your front door, look around, smell the air, uh, feel the raindrops. Anything is better than sitting and self-pitying and uh, just looking within. When you look without, it's better. It's more positive. There's more energy. You you can tap into that energy with uh, just the smallest, smallest Mm -hmm. action. Like putting up a hummingbird feeder. Yes. What can I say? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, but that's the thing is that everybody, as I said, is looking for the grandiosa. It isn't the grandiosa. No. It's the simplicity. It is the little actions. It is, you know, not what is it, seven billion people in this world, you know, and it's everybody's so afraid. Uh, and, you know, that fear has been imposed upon us and it's crippling us. And when we start looking, you know, I keep saying that this beautiful world sometimes is wasted on humans. Um, (laughs) That's true. You know, we we have the most exquisite, exotic, um, self-containing planet, I think, in the universe, probably a couple of universes. And yet we are so abusive. We're abusive to ourselves. We're abusive to each other. We're abusive to our land. Where has it got us? Let's look for the history of time. We've evolved technically way beyond, but let's look at our humanity, and that seems to still be very much in the dark ages, especially when we're looking at the political arena in America right now. Oh, let's not look at the political arena in America right now. Because you seem to have gone back to the cave ages. (laughs) Oh, there is a reason why my husband and I are actually looking at property near um, Victoria. Yes. Yes, I, I myself are going to be moving over to the island too, but yes, I am so grateful. I was actually, uh, I tried to move over to the States in 2007 and through various complications, uh, um, I didn't get to go over there. And, you know, it was kind of think the universe telling me, stay where you are, <laughs> you're in Canada. Exactly. <laughs> and uh, But you know what, it's, what's feeding that? You know, I did a, a little show a little while ago, you know, it, what you feed will grow and and if you keep feeding the hysteria, if you, the only reason Donald Trump is as big as he is because he's been fed by the media. He's been fed by the hysteria. And they did, uh, I think on Dr. Oz, um, they did a survey through the summer of people and they said the stress of people in America right now because of this political campaign is through the roof. Well, he is tapping into a vein of fear. Yes. And if, if that's, if fear is the center of your life, you're going to have a very sad life. Yeah. I, 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 I see it, I recognize it, I can't understand it, but it is there. Yeah. And you know, if you stop and think about it, yes, there's plenty to be afraid of. But if you're going to feed that fear, then you're so busy trying to feed the devil that you're never going to feed the possibilities. If you go, okay, yes, that could happen. I could step out into the abyss and, as you said, have a lovely journey down. Or I can, in my faith and in my belief and in my acknowledgement that anything is possible, spread my wings and fly. It is up to us what we be- choose to believe. And if we get out of our own earthly ignorance, 
and start igniting and listening to our soul, our heart and our spirit, we will understand that we're still scratching the surface of our possibilities. And we are awesome as human beings if we allow ourselves to be. But it has to be based in love and kindness for one another. That was beautifully said. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Well, it's, that's the base of it, isn't it? Love and kindness, not just for each other, but for ourselves. You know, people say, I'm only one person, I can't make a difference. Yes, you can. Love yourself, respect yourself, value yourself, be abundant in yourself. Your cup will run over, and all that love of truth and abundance will run over everyone around you. That's where the responsibility lies, isn't it? It is. It is. I mean, people will look at a mountain and say, I can't move that. Mm -hmm. But every time you move a grain of sand, that mountain gets a little closer, doesn't it? Yes. Yes. I, I did a beautiful show a little while on the Bosnian uh, pyramids, and uh, it's, it's mind-blowing. It's uh, 34,000 years old. It's the biggest uh, pyramid in the world. And uh, they have, over the last 11 years, had scientists and researchers in there. And they've discovered that there's over a 1,000 pyramids around the world. And they're machines. They're energy machines for free energy. Uh, the healing waters, um, the uh, air quality, everything in them was designed to keep this planet clean air, healthy, and, uh, and energized. And yet, we as Earth people decided to go a dirty, corruptive way. The answers are there. I think what it is as humanity, we've got to get out of ourselves and start embracing all that knowledge that's been there all the time. You're so right. We've forgotten more than I think we can ever relearn, but you have to, you have to make that effort, and you have to do... I, I sound like a broken record on positivity, but... I, I, I so firmly believe that when you look at things positively, the inherent negativity in us, we're all somewhat greedy, we're all somewhat avaricious, but if you try to look positively, those things aren't that important anymore. We've lost the good energy. We have to work to get it back. Yes. We have to. Yeah. And, and then that comes in as, you know, it's be self-aware, but, you know, yes, you have to be a little selfish and, and placing that value upon yourself. If you're undernourished, if you're depleted, you're no good to anybody. So, yes, you do need to make sure your own tank is, is full first before you can get out there on the road and serve anyone else. Please do that because we need you to be full and plump and abundant. But if it goes to a point that you start hoarding your riches me, my, mine, you know, now you've become part of the problem. Because, I mean, I say to people, go and make, excuse the expression, a shitload of money. Make <laughs> as much as you want, but make sure that you put some of that money back into seeding opportunities for other people. Because that is your moral well, compass. That's, uh, you know, th you've, you've hit it exactly. Um, since, since we started Amazing Karma, we've been offered lots of money. I'm talking mega millions of dollars to sell it. Well, how much money do I need? I have a roof over my head, food to eat, uh, a dog sleeping on my foot right now. Um, hummingbirds out the I'd window. Rather, uh, hummingbirds out the window, squirrels on the, on the wall. What do, I, what do I need that is so important 
that I have to give up something I love for it. Right. I, I can't think of a thing. I, I have enough. I'll, I'll be fine. I'm not wealthy. I don't need to be wealthy. I don't need diamonds and jewels. I look perfectly good in a Timex watch. It's, <laughs> uh, how much do you actually need? You need happiness more than you need stuff. You need love more than you need stuff. So stuff gets old. Happiness gets better. Happiness begets happiness. Um, you know, I, I did does. another show on positive thinking and it's, and it's myth. And, you know, if you're just in positive thinking, you go, I'm manifesting this, and then you're going to sit back and wait, you know, as many people <laughs> do, uh, it ain't common, baby. But if it's like I choose to go through my life with positive thought to manifest positive action that will bring me my manifestation, now you're actually getting somewhere, right? Because without the action, oh. nothing can happen. Yeah, absolutely. You're you're right. Um, it, it's like say a mother prepares a wonderful meal for the child. The child loves it. She says, "Well, I've done that good thing. I never have to do that again." Exactly. Wait, what? <laughs> I cooked a meal once. And you wonder why you're <laughs> yes. And uh, uh, clearly, I'm a wonderful person, so I don't need to do anything anymore. Yeah. Uh, no. No, it doesn't work like that. I mean, the, the next meal may just be peanut butter and jelly, but you still have to do it. Yes, and, and no matter what you do and no matter what uh, somebody receives from you, if they always receive it in gratitude, you know, you say that's, you know, oh, you know, I really want to eat that donut, but I shouldn't, I feel guilty. And I said, well, that guilt alone has just put a pound on you. If it's something <laughs> you really want to do, then eat it with gratitude, right, and no guilt. Um, but just have the one, you know. Don't stand the eat a dozen. So it's don't deprive yourself, deprive yourself of those pleasures in life, but don't eat them with guilt, because truly the body then goes into a defense mode and goes, oh, what you're, you're absolutely about? right. So can apply that to anything in life, can't we? If you're going to do things absolutely, in guilt, your body's going to go, what? You know, and mind's going to go, what? What am I guilty about? <laughs> They're coming to take me away, haha, yeah. <laughs> oh dear, well, we, we are raised up to feel such guilt and shame about being human beings. Yes. It's no wonder we're all screwed up. Well, and uh, again, our generation, you know, it's, um, we were not allowed to place value or importance upon ourselves. It was always, who do you think you are? Um, we're now, mm -hmm. we're saying to people, please place uh, importance upon your health, your well-being, because that means you're part of a contributor to, and a solution to the society and not a burden. But for the older generation, I think it's that big word, permission. Uh, permission to place oh. value upon yourself. Permission to let go of that old paradigm. Permission to be abundant within self. Um, and it's something that is, you know, a little hard for some people to accept. You're right. When when I first retired, uh, my husband was amazed at how quickly I adapted after having been in the corporate race, race, get up early, stay up late, work 24-7 routine to, yeah, I can sleep as long as I want. So, and uh, yeah, I can do what I want when I want, and I don't feel guilty about that at all. This is this is my life now, and I'm going to enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Good attitude, good attitude. And so then came along the karma cards, which, you know, now is kind of, in a sense, it's, 
It's your gift to the world, isn't it? I hope so. I, I would really like this to be my legacy. Mm. I, I would like people to say she left the, the world just an inch better than when she found it. That's that's enough. I don't I don't have to move every mountain. I'll just move my sand, and that that's what I can do, and that's what I will do. I mean, instead of somebody buying you over, it would be great if somebody came along with a joint venture and say, okay, I'm going to put the money behind this to make this uh, in every language on the planet. Oh, Sir Richard Branson, are you listening? Yes, exactly. Uh, call me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, because it's such a simple concept. Um, and, it's, and it's non-abrasive. You're not attacking someone. You're no, just saying, no. you know, like, I'm having to give you this card, uh, you, please would you think on it. Or I'm giving you this card in gratitude. And step away. Let them look at it. Let them read it. Let them have a pause of thought for a moment. Exactly. And th- the, we try to encourage positivity when, when a member signs up and requests the cards. And right now they are completely free. No shipping, no handling. Free means free until we give away at least a half million of them. Our, our packet of 40 cards contains 10 red cards and 30 green ones, because that's how I want people to start thinking. I want them to start thinking of opportunities to give out good ones. And, you know, uh, here's a deal. If your listeners say that they heard about AmazingKarma.com on this show, I, I will give them... 60 karma cards instead of 40. Wonderful. Thank you. So let, let's get the positive out there. Let's get the positivity, the good, the flex, flex the good muscle out there. And the farther, the farther they travel, the faster they travel, the more good deeds be, are revealed, uncovered. Let's not, let's not turn away from goodness. Let's seek it out, embrace it. Chase it down and tackle it. Right. Exactly. Are you going to be doing an ability where you can actually send it through your phone or do it, uh, you know, send somebody a, a good karma card, bad karma card through the Internet? Well, we're working on a lot of different uh, things. We, we do have a mobile app right now, which is a little limited. We're actually looking on a way to scan the physical cards. Right now, um, we've got so, so much on our plate. We are actually uh, about to do a promotion. We have a karma song that we wrote, and four years ago we wrote new lyrics to it instead of It's Amazing Karma. It says we need a new Congress. <laughs> and I love it. What we're, going to be, what we're going to be asking people to do is download the song, either the vocal version or the instrumental version, and do their own performance to it, that they want to rewrite the lyrics, that they want to lip-sync or dance or play it on their own instruments. And we, we want to get more people thinking happy, good, mm-hmm. positive, and we'll, po- we'll post the ones we like best. Uh, it's, it's just going to be fun. It's, it's a, it, goodness is supposed to be fun. Um, yes, not that, uh, In fact, I didn't... A pleasure. I didn't talk about this, but I'll touch on it briefly. One of the fun things about the Karma Cards is when you register it, it will map. We have a mapping uh, feature on our website where that Karma Card was registered, not your address, just, just your area code. So if you give it to somebody tomorrow who flies off to San Francisco and they register the card there, you'll see that your card traveled from uh, Canada to 
Francisco. And that person might be heading out to Hong Kong the next day. Mm-hmm. You can see how far your car traveled, how many miles, how many hands it's gone through. And we're encouraging people to post stories of why they are. Did you see? What did you reveal? How did it come about? Let, let's get people thinking and talking about doing the right thing. Well, you know, when we think about it, you know, the brain is the CPU, it's the hard drive, the, the, the mind is the programming. And, uh, you know, when I talked about divas, children born that way, and then they go to school and everything becomes linearization and control and conform and everything else. And we as adults have spent our lives now trying to come out of that conformity and embrace our spirit and our purpose and our joy in life. You know, if things like this is reprogramming the mind into um, looking for those good things to pass a card on, looking to, to embrace somebody's good act, looking to show appreciation to other people. You know, it's changing the whole mind perspective instead of just eyes down at the damn phone or on the <laughs> pavement as they're going, but being aware of things that are being done. And it's also encouraging people to do good acts of kindness. And I think this is something that's really wonderful. Um, I'm going to be passing this information on to two or three groups that I know that I'm interviewing that you know, are out there doing wonderful things. And these cards can certainly be tools that they can use in their own communities to spread that word. Because really what you're doing is spreading a word of love and appreciation. And uh-uh, yes. you need to rethink that. Yes, that's all. That's as, that's as gently put as, as it is. Yes. It's not wham, you're a bad person, or here you're a saint. It's you deviated a little bit from the path of goodness and kindness, or you're right on there, and somebody noticed. Yeah, somebody noticed. That's all it is. But isn't that something? Oh, that my hummingbird for back. life. We just want to be noticed. Let me. What are we here for? We're not here to be <laughs> droids. You know, game the Walking <laughs> Dead. You know, part. We're not sheeple, folks. You know, we're not barring our way through life. We're individuals <laughs> with a purpose, with a cause, with a passion, with a love of life. And when we bring that to the feast, when we bring ourselves to the table, you know, what harmony, what symphony we can make. Um, and we've, but we've got to step up. Stop being so afraid. Take the blinders off. Take the, the, you know, the earmuffs off. Get your eyes out of the phone and start participating in life and embrace the kindness celebrate the kindness support the kindness and we'll start tilting those scales which radically need to be tipped right now agreed agreed and i really liked your analogy a few minutes ago about the brain as a cpu and i'm i was thinking one of the things you have to do is go through your personal apps and delete the one that has the virus in it that's screwing up your system (laughs) yeah and, and, you know, let's look at it, you know, we, the body actually is the mechanical. You know, this is our mechanical self. Um, it's a machine that carries our conscious spirit and our soul and our presence uh, and this beautiful mind that's capable of, of learning so much. Um, but again, as you said, if you're carrying old viruses or old data, it's slowing your computer down. It's slowing your machine down. So it is a good thing to go through and just do a good clean out and go, you know, that's not serving me anymore. Why am I carrying that garbage around with me? So what that they dumped their stuff on me and it made me feel uncomfortable. Why am I still wearing this coat? Take it off. Let <laughs> life be of your own choice, right? Brilliant, yes, brilliant. 
So how do people go? They go to AmazingKarma.com and they just simply sign up for the cards and and uh, every time they pass a card on, um, it's um, they yes. register that or the person whose card they've passed the card on to goes to the site and registers? Well, actually both. Uh, when you register as a member, all you have to do is ask us. It says order the cards, but they're free. Just click on it ask for the cards, we will send them to you. When you get them, each card has a unique code on it. Just register that code on our website and it automatically gives you a point just for registering that card. Uh, then when you pass it off to somebody else and they, they come to the site and register it, you get a point, they get a point. And that's how the points accrue. Everything at the moment is absolutely 100% free. Um, I, I'm not going to become a millionaire. I have no need for that. I want to see how I can make a little good turn into a lot of good. Mm -hmm. And it's really not that hard. Just do it. Exactly. Um, again, back to the simplicity. You know, back to simple kindness. If you think about a village, if everybody in the village just went and did their own thing and they never came together, that dysfunction would destroy the village. That village was only as strong as everybody brought their gifts to the table. You needed, you know, you needed the butcher, you needed the baker, you needed the, the candlestick maker. Everybody had a role, everybody had a purpose to make that village strong and whole. And everybody had to have respect for each other, including the village idiot, because we need everybody, right? And we've become so unite little pieces of the puzzle scattered and we need to bring those pieces back because we are only strong in unity and we're only strong in unity if it's based in love and kindness and respect for one another and this is what's missing in the world and simple things like reminding people about the karma you know recognizing the good boundaries i'm sorry i won't accept that behavior rethink is there little subtleties that kind of start shifting people's perspective back into understanding we are only as good as we are united? Beautifully summed up. Thank you for what you're doing. I, I think it's absolutely wonderful. And uh, as I said, I know quite a few groups that I need to get um, signed up with you. Uh, they're out there spreading a wonderful word. And I think this just reinforces their word. Um, and uh, you know helps them get that message of love and respect for one another and uh, and it's a good way of them measuring it because you go and do something good to someone or recognize it but you don't know where it goes and what's the beauty of this is that you now see them pass it on or make a comment about it and you're seeing that goodwill actually physically grow and being articulated so I think it encourages people to want to do more because they're seeing where it goes. It does. It quantifies positivity. Mm -hmm. Beautiful. Well, a great retirement plan. <laughs> Forget about the golf. <laughs> and uh, uh, thank you so much for putting it together. So again, the, 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 uh, the uh, site is amazingkarma.com. You've got a Facebook amazingkarma.dot.com uh, and uh, Twitter Amazing Karma. Your YouTube channel is right here on the on the page. And I encourage people to to get the family signed up and and just um, 
just start and don't just hand them out willy-nilly right you know hand them out to people you know that you know you feel that they respect what it is and that they are going to register it and they are going to pass it on and not just toss it um so because otherwise you know what's the point we're not going to know where it's gone exactly right well, this has been an absolute delight, Darlene, and, um, you know, I celebrate you and what you and your husband, Ken, are doing, and, uh, you know, thank you for uh, oh, retiring well, doing this. <laughs> well, you're welcome. This has been so much fun. Wonderful. And, uh, you know, folks, good karma starts with us. You know, we've, we've got to stand tall in our own presence and our own karma and uh, recognizing each other, celebrating each other, being kind to one another really isn't a big effort folks it's simple it's courtesy it's kindness and i promise you it spreads like wildfire and it's the kind of wildfire that we want to see grow so thank you darlene and thank you to everyone else amazingkarma.com sign up now okay bye for now <laughs>